Dear listeners, before we dive into today's episode, I would like to caution you that this conversation discusses topics such as pregnancy loss and miscarriage. I really find comfort in knowing that pain does not mean God hates you, because if he could do so to his most beloved, then who am I? to say, well, God, you don't love me because you're breaking my heart. Who am I to turn around and say, your plan is incorrect? There's a line from like a poem and it says, the knowledge of Allah has helped me to not ask too many questions. There is a really beautiful serenity in surrender. Surrender doesn't mean suddenly nothing hurts. It could possibly hurt even more, but it's just the fact that there's no more friction between you and what's written. Like a form of surrender is knowing that today I may surrender, tomorrow I may not. And it's a continuous time hug of war that is only ultimately going to bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How does one come to terms with any hardship in their life where you have to accept what is happening to you while it's happening to you? You're listening to Unsween and Unfilter the Podcast, episode two of season four. From time to time, I'm hit with the realization that sends a chill down my spine, that everything that has happened to me not only affects me, but affects so many others, even strangers whom I'll never meet, that every single thing that is written for us is just a piece of a puzzle that is larger than us, that every hardship and life experience we go through connects each and every single one of us to one another. Today's special guest is Shakira Sabira, founder of Barakazula. She also wears many other hats, which includes being a midwife, a womb healer, and meditation teacher, to name a few. And through this conversation with Shakira, she takes us on a very intimate journey, recalling a moment in her life that changed her forever. That while a baby was growing inside of her, little did she know what she was truly preparing herself for. Shakira's story reminds us of our own moments in life, where we had asked ourselves, Is Allah angry with me? Am I not good enough? What did I do to deserve this? SubhanAllah, how every woman carries with her a story that has changed her forever. And even though Shakira and I may have each been tested differently by our Creator, we have found commonalities in the process of surrendering and understanding that the pain we may be experiencing does not mean that Allah intends to hurt us. We are reminded not only that everything in this dunya is temporary, but that nothing is truly ours to keep. For even our own bodies are alone from Allah. To every woman out there who's experienced a loss in the form of a miscarriage, I am deeply sorry, and I know that grief knows no timeline, and I pray that you are surrounded by loved ones who remind you to be gentle with yourself and that you are not alone. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shakira. Honestly, it's such an honor to have you on the podcast and you're such an incredible storyteller. And I'm so excited to learn more about the work that you do as a doula and a midwife and what it means to connect to our womb. But I would love for you to first introduce yourself to our listeners and inshallah, we can get right into it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Alhamdulillah. My name is Shakira Sabira. I'm a full spectrum doula 
a uh, student midwife, inshallah, inshallah, and more specifically a womb healer. So what I do basically, holistic womb healing. So what I do is use different healing techniques from around the world, alternative healing techniques, and then focus them solely on female healing and specifically womb healing. For instance, periods, that's something we work with, fertility, miscarriage, stillbirth, absolutely anything that has to do with the womb, which is basically a lot because women, we, we function well when our womb is healed. SubhanAllah, it's probably one of the most vital parts of our body and yet we keep it as an afterthought and we don't think about it too much. And when I have my period, I personally only think about my cramps. I don't think about my womb and how I can better connect to my womb. And you know, sometimes through the traumas that we have faced in life, through the possible abuse that we have faced in life, we have slowly detached from our bodies, detached from the idea of, you know, connecting to ourselves. And you yourself have your own personal story, a very, very personal hardship that is laced with so much pain. And that is the hardship of dealing with a miscarriage. So I really want to thank you first and foremost for coming on here, Shakira, for wanting to share this story. I know it can be very vulnerable and I know the grieving process has no end when it comes to dealing with a miscarriage. But if you can share your story to whatever capacity that you're comfortable with and we can learn in what ways that we can connect it to our bodies, especially in moments of pain and hardship and loss. So I had a miscarriage maybe around a year and a half ago. I wasn't planning on getting pregnant. It wasn't something that I specifically wanted. It was a bit of a shock because not only did I get pregnant quickly, but then the miscarriage took me by surprise. Um, I'd had a miscarriage before that, but it was very, very early and I wasn't aware that I was pregnant at the time. So it was sort of your period just came, the period came and then I found out after, you know, so I didn't have those emotions attached to the pregnancy. So when I had this miscarriage and like not an experience that I would prefer to remove like now when I'm thinking about it, it was a huge learning curve. And if I hadn't gone through what I had gone through, I don't think I'll be able to do the work that I'm doing today because, you know, I can really emphasize with women now because of what I went through. So I got pregnant. It was very, I wasn't, it wasn't like a, a good surprise at first. It was kind of, you know, can I do this? Am I ready? And then those feelings sort of change. I think as women, even if we might be a little bit confused at the start when we first find out, you start to really connect with the child, but even more so connecting with the child, you connect with yourself as a mother. Like I can be a mother. Who do I want to be? You know, all the trauma from your past with your own mother, with your own family starts to arise. And you're like, can I do it? Do I want to do it? Am I, can I be better than my mother or am I going to be the same? You know, so all of these traumatic feelings and thoughts come up and then you start feeling your body actually physically change, which is quite exciting. I mean, not all of the symptoms are comfortable, but <laughs> the fact that you can feel something's going on. You can't physically see your baby, but you can feel that, you know, your stomach's getting bigger, your hips are a little bit wider, certain smells are agitating you. And it's just the, the fact that you're like, okay, it's me and this baby, nobody else, not your husband, not your partners, not your family. Of course, they know how you're feeling, but it's just you and a very intimate relationship with this new soul. And then that grows and grows, like specifically for me, I started getting backaches just at the end of my first trimester and the backache sort of increased. And because I'm a doula and a student midwife, I do know the signs of uh, miscarriage, of course, like that's part of the job. But did I want to listen? Did I want to take my own advice? Did I even want to see my midwife? No, I just was like, nope, everything's fine. Even though at the back of my head, I knew what was about to come. The backache sort of increased 
until it was like a very, like a cramp really, but really intense, centered around the lower back. And for me, that pain lasted for, I would say about three to four days. And it was really, really intense, really, a really intense physical pain, but more so emotionally because I knew what was happening. And I think it really gave me time to obviously not heal from the entire situation, but I could prepare myself emotionally for what was to come. Three days later, I had the miscarriage. And I think for a lot of women who go through miscarriage, it's you have a whole lot of emotions that come all at once. And then it's hard to specifically choose which emotion you want to deal with at the time because there's so many emotions, you know, failure. Is this my fault? You know, did I do something? Did I eat something? Did I walk too much? Did I, you know, did I do something physically to harm my body? And then it's the emotional side of things of, am I just not good enough to be a mum? You know, are my intentions not pure enough? Does Allah not love me enough? Because all of these people around me seem to have children and everything's fine for them. Why, why me? I think that moves into the spiritual sort of questions that arise because it's sort of like your sadness takes over and you can start blaming Allah. You know, you can start blaming him for the pain that you're feeling because why is the big question. What did I do to deserve this? Why, why do you want to hurt me? Because pregnancy is such a vulnerable and intimate journey that only God has control over. We go to the midwives, we go to doctors, but we know truly that what happens is going to happen and nobody has any control over it. So it becomes really, you really start to blame God. Put it simply, you just blame God. And funnily enough, at the same time, there's nobody you need more than God at the time as well. And then it's a back and forth emotional struggle. And it can be quite lonely, quite lonely when, you, when you're healing from such, such a traumatic event. It takes a lot of time. Like I know now that I feel that I have healed from it and I am open to the possibility of, you know, one day getting married again and having a child. But I do have pockets of trauma that come up consistently. When I start my period and I actually see the blood, it gives me PTSD sometimes. Cramps, when I get really bad cramps from my period, I start like, I remember one day I woke up and I had cramps and I was like, oh my God, am I having a miscarriage? But I wasn't even married and of course it wasn't a miscarriage. Then there's the issue of being around women who are pregnant. And then I am a student midwife, I am a doula, so that is my job. And I personally found it quite healing to be around mothers who were pregnant. I know a lot of women don't find it comfortable, you know, and not like a negative sort of jealousy comes up, but jealousy comes up, which is totally normal. I felt that way. As soon as I had my miscarriage, I, I met a woman, the labor ward I was working in, and she was like the same similar sort of time in her pregnancy that I was. And I was doing her checkups and it was really hard to place my hands on her stomach. I, I felt like I was going to be sick. I felt like I couldn't do it. And I had to get another midwife to, you know, take over because it was such an overwhelming feeling. And you want to be happy for this, for this woman. But then it's like, why me? But then as time went on, I found it healing to be around women who were, who were pregnant. Um, and I found it healing to be around, like even now, um, one of my clients who's also a family member is specifically, I found out yesterday that she's right at the same point in her pregnancy that I was. I was looking at like the baby pictures and the scans. And even though it's been over a year, my mind went straight to, okay, so that's what my baby looked like. You know, that that's how big it was. That's exactly what it looked like at this time. Instead of feeling jealousy, it was more of, I'm very happy and alhamdulillah that you have reached this stage. And I pray to God 
that you continue. And I pray like genuinely, I, I feel like the only, not the only, but a really powerful, when you make dua and you're you really feel empathy for the other person. It's extremely powerful. And then it's very healing for yourself too. I could I could pray for her and I was really happy for her. And a few hours later, I realized that it was still on my mind and it was still something that, you know, was coming up. That's just when womb healing comes into the picture, you know. Shakira, I don't even know where to begin. That was such a powerful, but such a heart shattering story. But for you to be so honest and, and share something like this, that I know a lot of women around me have gone through something like this. It's a conversation that both of us don't even know how to have. The one receiving the news of the loss and the one trying to be that friend to console that person. It's such a difficult conversation to have. But for you to be able to just like take us through all of your emotions, I honestly just really want to thank you. Because this is something that, like I said, it's very heart shattering. It's not something that anybody signs up for. This is not a hardship that's super easy, one and done. This is something, honestly, I've, I've never obviously gone through it, but I feel like that grief sticks to you. And you brought up so many interesting points that I never even thought to myself that a woman that has had a miscarriage would go through. Like the idea of having your period being kind of like a reminder of that moment, that moment of loss. And then when we all go through whatever trauma it is that we're going through, we think of God, but we've first put all of our anger and blame on God because we don't know who else to blame for whatever it is that we're going through. But you said something that honestly, it just got me emotional. You said it. You said that like in that moment, the being that you're putting all your anger towards is the same being that you need in this very moment. And I thought that was so powerful because I think to myself a lot of times, how many times have I find myself blaming God for certain things that I've gone through that I wish I never gone through? But interestingly enough, it was in those moments that I truly needed him the most to get out of that hardship. SubhanAllah, it's just a different way to connect to Allah. How were you able to kind of reconnect with Allah? How were you able to kind of like remove yourself from that anger and being able to seek Allah's guidance in this moment? And then how are you able to even seek the guidance of your loved ones around you? Were you able to even have this conversation with them? Because I know it's not an easy conversation to have. I know you don't want to be reminded of it. I know some people might say the wrong things, things that you don't want to hear in that moment either. Again, I want to have these conversations so we are more well-equipped to be able to be there for our loved ones who are going through such a loss. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's a journey, but I think for me, it was more of, this isn't going to last forever. And you just have to let the emotions come up and be released. And that includes the emotions about blaming God for, for the way you're feeling. So just allowing it, instead of beating myself up about the fact that I was thinking these things about God that obviously weren't very nice and just let letting myself feel them. That's what I'm going to do today. And tomorrow, when I just feel really connected to God and feeling his mercy, then that's what I'm going to feel that day. Let the process sort of go smoothly rather than fight it. It's a very vulnerable time, of course, but you feel very weak and vulnerable and you want to you wanna get through it quickly. Like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like, everything's fine. You put on this for, sort of mask and you're just fine. Everybody's Everybody's fine. This isn't an issue anymore. But that's when the healing sort of, takes much longer and has like really traumatic consequences because you're not feeling the emotions and there's a lesson within the traumatic event and if you're not going to learn the lesson and you know connect with your creator who created this child then you're this you're, I think it, I like I don't think I'd be able to do the job that I do now if I hadn't allowed it to pass through me really reconnect with not even reconnect because I didn't disconnect from Allah when it happened I just was angry with him. Anger doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. And it can lead, in this case, it can lead to 
true love and understanding of, of your creator. Like I had to disconnect myself from the fact that the baby wasn't mine. That's such a hard thing to understand, not even for women who go to go through miscarriages, but also parents, they start to think, yeah, this is my child. And you start have, having ownership over this child, which is, I understand where that's coming from. But when you're going through a miscarriage, you just need to understand and believe. And it takes time. Like I'm saying this, like it's easy. It's not. But this baby wasn't yours. In my case, I didn't even plan on getting pregnant. And then Allah gave me this child. Okay, I'm angry because why would you give me something in the first place if you're going to take it away from me? And something as intimate as a baby that's inside of you. It's not like a cup of tea or a piece of cake. This is like another human being. And I just had to remind myself that this baby is not mine. Allah wanted this child, this human, let's say. Allah wanted this human to come earthside. You know, our souls are all pre-created. My soul came forth the same time this child's soul came forth. And Allah wanted this or this soul to come through earthside. He was using me as the vessel for this life to come forth. I didn't ask him to, you know, bring this life through me. And then he's decided actually, not even actually, but he decided that this soul is going to, like this soul will come forth, but it's going to use another vessel. I'm not going to be the vessel of this child, of this human. So it's stepping back from the situation and looking at the whole entire universe as a whole and looking at creation as a whole and seeing that I'm a very, very tiny part of this like huge story or poem that's going on within, within the universe. And getting to that point is very hard, but I think because of the holistic healing that I was doing, working with, I was able to disconnect myself, sit back and look at the bigger picture. It still hurts, still painful, but I have trust in Allah. I have trust in his plan for myself and for this human that didn't make it through me. And he is the most merciful and he isn't going to give you something that you cannot deal with. He isn't going to burden you with something that you cannot, cannot deal with. So I can deal with it. I could deal with it. I did deal with it. And then the sort of PTSD and trauma that comes after it, constant reminders to keep surrendering. Like every time I see the, my period blood, sometimes I don't get PTSD, sometimes I do. When I do, it's like a, a time for me to surrender again. Did I forget? How am I moving through life so quickly that I'm just forgetting about myself, forgetting about my own traumas, forgetting about my own womb? If so, okay, there's a reminder that I have been through heartbreak. However, Alhamdulillah, I will be stronger and I can be stronger through the pain. Making sure that you can find that safe place for you to sit back in. You need to rest. After a miscarriage, you need to rest. Of course, physically, your body's just been through you know, trauma, but you also need to rest mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You need to be given the space to lay down and be fed, number one. You need to be looked after. You need to be mothered. And you need to be given time to grieve because Someone told me a couple of years ago, oh, but why do you need to grieve from a miscarriage? Because the baby wasn't born. So what are you grieving? You're grieving the possible life that could have come through you. And you're grieving also the memories that haven't come to fruition. Like as soon as you get pregnant, a lot of moms are like, okay, if it's a boy, I'm going to call him this. If it's a girl, I'm going to call them that. And I'm going to do this with them and I'm going to do that with them. And I hope they're this and I hope they're that. And then suddenly all of those dreams that you have disappear. And it's like, okay, so now you have to grieve all of these dreams that you had, number one, you had to, you have to grieve the mother that you could have become. And then you have to grieve an actual soul. Whatever period in your journey you are, whether you're in your third trimester, your second trimester, or your first trimester, I really truly believe that 
women need to be supported because there's too many stories and too many women I've met who went through miscarriages. Like they went to the hospital for a miscarriage and then they left and went to work or they left and went to study or went to school or continue with with their life as if nothing has happened. And we would never make somebody do that who has actually had a loss in their family. We would never force somebody who's grieving from like a loss. You know, someone's died in their family. We'd never be like, okay, now go to work go to school, hide it. They're always given the space to heal. And then women who go through miscarriages, it's like, okay, you have to get on with it now because because we didn't see this child. We're not connected to the child the way you are. So it's not really real. So continue with your life as normal. And then that trauma, where is it going? It's just being absorbed by your womb. And then the next thing you know, you're having painful periods. You're having discharge between periods that won't stop. You're getting endo, PCOS, and all these and fibroids and you're at you're a healthy person there's no reason why you should be getting all of these physical illnesses um and it's because we're not giving women enough time to heal you know when you were talking about surrender Shakira sometimes a lot of us think that surrendering is just a one time instance that you just surrender at that point and you move on and as if you have completely evolved from that hardship. But little do we know that sometimes surrender visits us in moments that we are not even prepared for it to visit us, in moments where we think we're done grieving. And surrender may look like tears that flow down our cheeks with no control. I'm grateful that you shared that, that some days, you know, when you have your, sometimes when you have your period, you're okay with it. And other times it's like these feelings of pain rise up and you can't control it. And you, when you were talking about the fact that, you know, Allah took this soul from you, but you had a, a, a bigger purpose for it. I was just thinking about this quote, the author of Secrets of Divine Love, she posted on her page once and she said, I get so caught up in what I own and what I'm owed that I forget that I myself am alone. And we don't think that we don't move about this dunya knowing or realizing that, yes, we are alone. We are not owed anything from Allah. We can seek His guidance, we can make dua, and we can do all of that. But at the end of the day, we have to also trust and believe in Allah and whatever it is that He has prescribed for us and written down for us. But I know, like you said, when it comes to a miscarriage, it's so difficult. It's so difficult because like you said, like Allah put this beautiful soul in your body and now it's being in a way forcibly taken away. And it's like you're trying to figure out the lesson in it all. Why is this happening? But it's also the relationship that we have with Allah and understanding like subhanAllah, like when we go through hardships or trauma, we really like focus and hone in on ourselves. Like why me? And it's like little do we know that like we're, we're a part of this huge puzzle that Allah has created. And you don't know what piece of the puzzle you are and why certain things are happening to you, but they're truly happening for you. And so in this sense, you were able to, I don't want to say you had to have had a miscarriage to be able to connect better to your womb, but it has allowed you to develop a much more intimate relationship with your body, with your womb and understanding your body. And you said something to me very interesting when we were on the phone call. You said how like our womb actually holds emotional trauma. And I never thought of that. I mean, our bodies do generally, they do hold trauma. I mean, that's been scientifically proven. Our bodies can hold trauma for the longest. I kind of want to just go back to the idea of surrender and acceptance and the grieving process. And then I want to talk about the womb healing. But when it comes to 
surrender and acceptance, sometimes it can be difficult because if you've gone through a miscarriage, the baby is still inside of you, but you still have to grieve it. You've already known that you've lost the baby, but there's a process in order to have the miscarriage be done completely. How does one come to terms with any hardship in their life where it's like almost you have to accept what is happening to you while it's happening to you? Sometimes, you know, some hardships ask for that. Sometimes you have to accept certain things. And I realized that like when there's like a hardship in my life, it's like, I'm ready. I have my fists up. They're balled up. I'm ready to fight this hardship. But it's like, Allah doesn't always ask of us to fight this hardship. Sometimes this hardship is not our enemy. Sometimes this hardship is what's going to guide us to the next chapter of our lives. Sometimes we need this hardship. And I know sometimes that's it's a hard pill to swallow because I'm not trying to say that we are deserving of the pain that we feel through these hardships. But it's an interesting journey that sometimes we do need these hardships to evolve into the next chapter of our lives. But how can we accept what we're going through while we're like deep in the middle of it, while we're in the pit of facing this difficult tribulation, this difficult trial? How are you able to get yourself out of that through accepting that this is what Allah has written down for you? For me, and the way I sort of share with other Muslims, specifically Muslim women is, I like to always look back at the seerah and look at the life of the Prophet and look at how the story of his life was not an easy one. And he is the most beloved to God. You know, he is the the reason for everything, really. The whole world is just a reflection of the love story between God and the Prophet And his life was not easy. His life was like, literally, from the minute he was born, it was just trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma until you know his passing for me i just i i really find comfort in knowing that pain does not mean god hates you because if he could do so to his most beloved then who am i to say well god you don't love me because you're you're breaking my heart who am i to, to turn around and say your plan is incorrect you're not doing it right when his most beloved you know had to deal with such intense trauma there's a line from like a poem we I like to read often and it says قَدْ كَفَانِي مِنْ سُؤَالِ which translates to the knowledge of Allah has helped me to not ask too many questions basically to and release me from making choices. There is a really beautiful serenity in surrender but the journey to surrender is hard because of course the ego doesn't want to surrender. Surrender doesn't mean suddenly nothing hurts. It could possibly hurt even more. But it's just the fact that you're not fighting against, there's no more friction between you and what's written. When this happened, I had to constantly remind myself, the second I even fell pregnant, this miscarriage was already written. The second I even married this man, this miscarriage was written. On my ninth birthday, this was written. Before I was born, this was written. When I was still a thought in my mother's mind, this was written. So it takes away the pressure. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be strong and to fight. You don't have to fight. Of course, there are things that we do need to fight against, like our egos. But when it comes to life in general and trauma, I definitely feel as though healing, once you relax, literally physically relax your soul, your mind, your body, healing comes through you. And there's so much that you learn when you're, when you surrender to Allah's will. It's okay. Like a form of surrender is knowing that, yes, today I may surrender, tomorrow I may not. Right now I may be surrendered to this event, but in two weeks down the line, the trauma is going to come back up and it's going to be a process again. And it's a continuous tug of war that is only ultimately going to bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when, once you can really relax in knowing that it is written, 
and it's written out of love and you take off all the weight of, okay, I need to fight this. The trauma's coming. I don't want to feel it. I want to push it away. I hate this. It's like taking off, literally taking off bags off your back and placing them down and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't hate you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want to hurt you just for the fact that he wants to hurt you. And he is Rahman Rahim. You know, he is Rahman Rahim. And once we're able to realize that and believe that, like truly, truly, truly believe it, it makes such things as a miscarriage and loss, it makes it easier to, for our minds even to comprehend. It's difficult not to get emotional listening to you, Shakira, because mashallah, like your words are flowing like poetry. SubhanAllah, like you and I have completely two different lives, two different sets of hardships. I've never, ever dealt with a miscarriage before in my life. Yet somehow this conversation, like Allah has written that I need to hear this conversation in this moment because of what it is that I may be going through and to be able to emerge a completely different person outside of this conversation because of this conversation. So I, I just want to take a moment to thank you. If you're a listener, you don't have to have had gone through something as, as traumatic as a miscarriage. Maybe you're going through your own set of hardships, but the way you connected to Allah and the way you connected everything, the trauma that you face and, and how you can kind of reimagine your relationship with Allah through this, it's so powerful. And I really want to thank you, Shakira, because honestly, it's just, it's very emotional. It's truly emotional listening to this. These are the the type of conversations that I honestly just love and enjoy because like I said, it just kind of gives you a different perspective on life. I want to talk about the incredible work that you do in regards to womb healing. You're a doula yourself. And there was a question that you had asked and I, I literally had to think about it. And you said, when was the last time you told your womb you loved her? So I would love for you to talk about this, to talk about your work, to talk about how our emotional, spiritual, and physical trauma can impact our womb in the same way that impacts our entire body. And what are some things that we can do to benefit our womb, to reconnect with our womb? Because I don't think some of us are as connected as we should be to her. Yeah, the womb is, I mean, as, I think as soon as you start diving into womb healing, it just becomes, it sort of takes over because you're like, oh my God, why did I not do this earlier? This is just so, you know, mentally, physically and emotionally releasing so much trauma. So the womb in Arabic is Arah, which comes from the word in Arabic that means mercy and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a name called Ar-Rahman. So I always like to start with that to just sort of remind us that Allah has placed an organ within us as women, that he has named after himself. And if that doesn't make you sort of think, well, this is something I need to look into, then I, th I feel like now is the time. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made, has literally made our wombs, our mercy, our center of mercy, then how can we not take a minute to say, okay, let me, let me just look at what this womb thing can do or is doing. The womb is the center of the woman in terms of, of course, like, we have our periods. It's the space that we hold our children and life literally grows within our wombs. And it's the only vessel in the world that can bring forth life. So it's a very sacred space. It's a very, you know, intimate space. And I think it, all women, we need to really connect with our wombs because throughout life, we go through so much trauma and hardship that sometimes can begin right from birth. Our mothers go through a pregnancy that let's say the pregnancy wasn't the best pregnancy and there's trauma and the baby's absorbed the trauma through the placenta, just the same way the baby, you know, absorbs the food and the nutrients that emotions are absorbed to. And you're born to a mother who, let's say she's got her own trauma that is passed down to you. 
And I feel like a lot of us can connect to such a thing. And then you go through life and let's say there's a lot of misogyny and emotional abuse that, you know, go through relationships and there's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. And this abuse is all sort of absorbed by the womb because that's the center of our, also our sexuality. That's the center of our mother wound. Like where does the trauma go after a woman has been sexually abused? It goes to her womb. Where does the trauma go when she's been in a relationship where she's been emotionally abused? You're rubbish. You're this, you're that. Who is he speaking to? Who is this person speaking to? They're speaking to your womb. You're not good enough. Your womb is going to absorb all of this and just how stress can give you a backache. Abuse can make your womb sick, which comes in the form of things like PCOS, fibroids, really painful periods, continuous discharge. We don't give our wombs the attention that she needs. Because if you talk, like a few women have said to me, oh, I, I feel really weird telling my womb I love her. But can you tell yourself you love yourself? No. Then that that's the issue. That's the, When I say womb, of course, I, f- I physically mean the uterus. But spiritually, I'm talking about yourself and your soul and, and your being. The womb has been pushed aside and discarded and seen to be a hindrance that makes you bleed once a month and causes issues. The womb is seen as something that is really, really not important, basically. And there's a power that women can take hold of once they connect to their wombs because they're connecting to themselves in the most intimate and vulnerable way possible and the most merciful way possible. I work with women who some of them have never sort of even thought about their periods or never even thought about their wombs in general. Like it's, it's not something that has ever come up. It's not, nothing that's ever been taught to them. And I like to always begin with speak to your womb, like just like sit down and just have a conversation. Whatever comes up, whatever answers come up, whatever sort of thoughts linger, take that as an answer and talk to her. Are you okay? Because girl, you've been through a lot. You have been through so much since the day you were born till right now. The fact that you bleed once a month, that in itself is heavy. The fact that you absorb all of this emotional trauma is extremely heavy. And the fact that you're not giving the attention that you need is extremely heavy from yourself and from the people around you and from your family, your friends, and you know the people that, quote unquote, are in your life. And womb healing dives deep into the womb, takes hold of as many roots of trauma and literally plucks them all out so that you're left with a clean, a fresh space to then work through. You know, let's say you have the mother, you're a lot of trauma with your own mother. Okay, let's dive deep into those feelings of self-worth, of neglect, of fear, of pain. And let's remind you that that's not you. The pain you feel and the trauma that is affecting your womb is not you. And you allow, you are allowed to remove it. You are allowed to heal and you are allowed to have a womb that is not harming you once a month with pain. So many women tell me, but aren't periods normal? No. Are period cramps normal? No, they're not. We shouldn't be going through all of that pain. I actually mentioned this in a season one episode where we talked about it. I've all my life is just like, yeah, cramps. We've normalized this pain. It's it's just because it's common does not mean it's normal. We have stopped, as women, we have stopped giving ourselves the correct attention. And we have stopped giving other women in our lives the correct attention. And if we spoke to each other more openly, we would know these things. You know, if we had tribes of or communities or circles of women who could answer questions, some are older, some are younger, some have been through different things, miscarriages, giving birth, all of these things that I've even mentioned 
today, we would have them answered on a regular basis and things that cause trauma wouldn't be absorbed because we would already understand. We'd already heard a story. Like the power in store, like that's another reason why I feel comfortable enough to share my own story with miscarriage because the power in stories is just like amazing to me. You can really, really connect to somebody when you're listening to a story. You can connect to somebody when, you know, you might not connect to everything they say, but hearing a story properly, not just like, you know, with your ear, but listening with your heart is is a beautiful experience. It truly is because I just mentioned to you how we might come from different journeys, different hardships, but yeah, I connected with you in such a powerful way that this conversation has really impacted me. And I really want to thank you for talking about our womb healing because a lot of times when we think about doing work, we think about heart work. We think about how can we work on our hearts? How can we work on our mind, our mental health? But oftentimes we do neglect our womb. We do neglect that part of our bodies, that very intimate part of our bodies. And it's it's interesting because it's like when we do think of that part of our body, it's, it is when we're going through pain. It is when maybe we're going through pregnancy loss or maybe the ability to not even have children. And, and that's a difficult hardship in itself. So I think that's when we start thinking of that body part. But imagine loving our womb, loving our uterus, loving that part of our body and developing a healthy relationship with the different parts of our body before we go through a hardship. Because like you said, like the knowledge of Allah kind of decreases the amount of questions that you have. And the love that you have for your body kind of decreases the amount of anger that you may have towards it when it is when you are going through a, a difficult process, whatever it may be. Can we talk about maybe the connection between that and trusting our intuition as women? Because oftentimes I think we we really do doubt ourselves. We do second guess the feelings that rise up in our bodies. But how do we better trust ourselves? And is there a connection between that and the womb healing that you do? Oh, definitely. Intuition is one of the most important aspects of womb healing and it has a direct effect on intuition and connecting to your intuition. A lot of us don't listen to our, well, we used to listen to our intuition, but we no longer sort of understand the importance of our intuition or even think it's important because we've been told for so many years, it's not important, you're wrong, are you sure, you know, and that sort of takes over and then you start second guessing yourself to the point where your intuition actually stops because she's not being heard. So why, why should she continue? Intuition to me personally is the sound of your inner knowing connect inner knowing and womb together. So you can, if you want to say inner knowing, you can say inner knowing or womb is sort of the same sort of thing. A lot of us know what is wrong, but we choose not to listen. I like to say like meditation is really helpful that for that because you're, you're like in a really still space and everything's really quiet. So you can hear sort of your intuition arising, but intuition can be so something so like mundane. Like I always say that for a couple of years, I wouldn't listen to my intuition when it would tell me to take like my umbrella or my keys out. And I was like, no, it's not going to rain. No, I don't need my keys. And then I'll walk out, come back and it's raining. No one's in and I'm locked out. And this might seem like such a small thing, but as I opened the door, I could feel and hear my own voice saying, take your umbrella, take your keys. Why didn't I listen? I could have turned around and grabbed my keys in, in a second, but why didn't I trust myself enough to take such a small piece of advice that in the long run is going to help me so much. Why do we feel that our voices mean nothing? It's because we've been told by ourselves, by people around us, that we our voices don't mean anything and, and it's really not that important. But when we connect to our wombs, we realize that everything we need is told to us within. Some women 
may have issues with, let's say, PCOS, because I myself have PCOS. So alhamdulillah, my PCOS, like I have highs and lows. And I kept going to the doctors, I kept going to the hospital to get checkups for to like know what's going on, which is great. But why didn't I listen to myself when I woke up in the morning and I felt a little twinge that something wasn't quite right and let's say I needed to steam and, and cleanse myself? Why didn't I why didn't I listen to myself? Why did I have to take myself to a hospital first for a man to tell me that something's wrong? Because our body is constantly talking to us, our womb is constantly talking to us. Why don't we want to listen? And if we do want to listen, then it's time to really take the time out and say, okay, Bismillah, I'm giving my womb the attention. I'm giving my vessel of life attention, not only for myself and my own healing, but for my daughters who will come after me, inshallah, and for their daughters and the women in my community and the children around me. I serve Allah by giving space and time and attention to a beautiful and vulnerable and complex organ that he's placed in within me. Like I said earlier, our bodies are alone to Allah. They're alone from Allah to us. So we have to return it in the best condition possible. And and to maintain that condition, like you said, is to be able to listen more to our bodies. I, oh my gosh, I was so guilty of doing that, like not listening to my intuition. And it's because I've allowed the opinions and voices of others to sit very heavily on the forefront of my mind. And I allowed my own voice to sit all the way at the back of my mind, in my subconscious mind. I have not valued myself or given worth to myself and my voice and what it is that I feel is right and being able to trust myself. And you are right. The less you listen to yourself, the more your body's noticing that you're not trusting me. Why should I even speak to you anymore? Why should I even have this connection with you anymore? SubhanAllah, like, I think we overlook the fact that, mashallah, like, we're magical beings. Like Allah created us and the, and the way he created us with how many fingers we have, our eyes, our hearts, the way our body operates, how every organ works to keep us alive. Like nothing Nothing can compare to it. Nothing man-made can compare to it. And for Allah to have created us like this, I think, like you said, we can set aside five to 10 minutes to be able to connect to ourselves. But like, you know, we live in a fast-paced world and it's like, we can choose to keep going and running in this race that we never signed up for, or we can choose to take a break, sit down, connect with Allah at the same time that we're connecting with ourselves and our bodies. So I think that's something that I really want to do, inshallah, just to be able to be more connected with myself. I've neglected myself for the longest. I've neglected my own heart, my mind, my mood my own voice and everything possible for 30 plus years. So I think it's time now that we do have a different relationship with ourselves and not an individualistic relationship because like you, I'm all for community. This is the whole purpose of this podcast, to be able to share the stories of the women of our community, various communities. We all come from different communities. Just to be able to have that community mindset, to be able to be there for one another, to be able to share our pain, our stories, our triumphs, our moments of success, to be able to be there for one another. I don't know if we're kind of moving into this decaying reality of being more individualistic and not thinking about somebody else. That's not the way Allah created us. And, you know, oftentimes we're always referred to as the ummah. Are, are we? operating as an ummah if we're being referred to as such so i think that's something inshallah like we can always work on this podcast this platform has created such an incredible sisterhood for me and i i've, I've said it more than once it has helped me through so many difficult things and just you sharing right now your story shakira oh my gosh like you've impacted me in ways that like even you and i not being able to ever meet in the physical sense like being face to face like you have impacted me with your story mashallah like i just really want to thank you for being an open book i just want you to lastly 
just share your journey of being a doula. I think it's incredible, incredible work that you do. I want more people to know about it. I've learned about it through you. So I hope that other women can kind of, you know, understand what a doula is and see if she needs one herself. And like you said, you're located in London. So again, mashallah, that would be incredible if other women can connect to you. I feel like a lot of people think that doulas are specifically for pregnancy and birth. And that's just not the case. Doulas are there for anything at all that has to do with the womb. And our work is extremely needed uh, for for mothers, for, for birthing women, for women in general. But I think even more so now, it's really important for women who don't specifically want to get pregnant or don't specifically have anything quote unquote wrong with them but just to help them to understand how their womb physically works. Because there's a difference between doula work and then holistic womb healer work. The holistic womb healer work dives deeper into like removing trauma and healing the womb. Whereas doula work works specifically with how does the womb function and, you know, hormones and cleansing the womb and all of that sort of side of things. So I think the two of them together work really well for general womb healing and general womb education. And there's so many, there is so there are so many doulas around the world, so many doulas. And I think like literally, if you just type it into Google, doulas around me, you, you'll find loads of them. We're all so ready to help because we've we've all been through something. We've all been through a journey and we've all been through something that's really changed our focus onto the womb. So I, I hope, inshallah, I hope that doulas sort of become more mainstream, womb healing becomes more mainstream uh, and that we all have access to it because it's extremely important, not for our, not only for ourselves, but for the future generations to come. Honestly, Shakira, this is truly your calling. SubhanAllah, you know, of course, our hardships are difficult and they can be very painful, but they can also elevate us to the next chapter of our lives or they can strengthen us in the moment that we find ourselves in. And for you, it's it's doing the work that you're doing, which is the doula work, which is womb healing. And for you to come on here and share such a very, very personal story that oftentimes we don't know how to communicate this to our loved ones or even hold these type of spaces to have these type of discussions about something so painful as a miscarriage. I, I really want to thank you for just coming on here and being so open with your journey, with your pain, with your grieving process that you know you're still going through to this day. We did talk about how surrender isn't a one-time thing. This is something that we had to actively continuously do, which is the act of surrendering and accepting. So for you to come on here and to share your story and to be very vulnerable with us, I really want to thank you because honestly, your words have really impacted me and whatever it is that I'm personally even going through. And maybe like I said, our hardships do not mirror one another, but the ability to hold conversations like this can truly, truly help us and help the sisterhood that, you know, we have with the platforms that we hold and the spaces that we hold. So again, thank you so much, Shakira. I honestly admire you and I'm grateful that somehow, some way I have been chosen to be able to cross paths with such incredible women as yourself. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for providing a platform for, you know, womb work in general, womb healing. And I really pray that all of us, every single one of us really take the time to s just sit down, even if it's before, you know, before you're, whilst you're in bed, place your hands on your womb and have a really intimate and vulnerable conversation with your womb and with yourself and set the intention to womb heal this new year, inshallah, you know, this new 2022, that womb healing is something that you're going to engage in, inshallah.
Yes, I, I completely agree with everything. Inshallah, I'll be sharing your handles, your websites and everything in the episode notes. So please check out Shakira's work. It's it's incredible. And your Instagram is filled with so much knowledge. So again, I will make sure to tag everything. And thank you so much, Shakira. Thank you. 